closely involved with the NRA, an organization that I absolutely love, still love, know that its success is imperative when it comes to preserving our Second Amendment rights. What I believe is that a dysfunctional NRA was far more powerful than this so-called functional NRA. That's right. When I was with the NRA, I think everybody would admit that it was most certainly dysfunctional. It had spending problems. It had oversight problems. It had all kinds of issues. But, man, let me tell you something. It was powerful. The NRA was the most powerful civil rights organization on the face of the earth. We took the fight to the enemy, that being the left, that being the anti-gunners, and we did it on a daily basis. The members loved it. The Democrats hated it. The media despised it. And yet freedom-loving Americans everywhere ate it up and joined us in this fight. Now, folks, what I'm witnessing with the NRA, the National Rifle Association, is this tiptoeing around. Tiptoeing. The NRA doesn't tiptoe. We flamethrow. We throw punches. And we've got to get back to the business of throwing punches. The NRA has a trial coming up in New York. Uh, The leaders of the NRA, Wayne LaPierre, John Frazier, two others who are no longer with the NRA, are on trial for what amounts to uh, misspending, corruption, whatever Letitia James wants to throw at them. Now, why Letitia James is sticking her nose in the members' business, I have no idea. The members have voted in a board. The board says they're keeping Wayne LaPierre. Quite frankly, what I have witnessed from Wayne LaPierre running and leading the NRA up until this point of weakness has been great. I would urge Wayne to get back to the business of the old ways when I was there, when Dana Lash was there, when Dan Bongino was there, when Cam Edwards was there, when Coleon Noir was there. And we were literally rocking and rolling on a daily basis. Now, our revenue, if you believe the insiders who have uh, released it, has dropped from the height of $400 million a year in 2016 to $213 million this year. Now, you tell me, folks, would you rather be spending $40 million a year on an, on an advertising agency, production company, maybe $60 million? I forget how much they were taking. Talking about Ackerman McQueen, my old employer, that sued me over my claims that there were not a lot of people watching NRA TV live, and I still stand by those claims. But now as I'm looking at this and I'm reassessing the situation, I don't know about the shenanigans. I don't know about what was happening, but you're going to make $400 million, spend 40 be the most powerful organization in the world. Now to make $213 million, spend virtually nothing, basically disintegrate into oblivion. I don't know. You tell me what you'd rather have. I'd rather have the dysfunctional NRA, but I think it could have been run functional and still take the fight. I think egos got in the way. I think money got in the way. I I think billing got in the way, what people wanted, this, that, direction, power got in the way. And who lost? The members. In many respects, the United States of America lost. Now, again, let me be clear when I tell you this. I love the National Rifle Association. I still have great respect for the board as they navigate through these very treacherous times. Letitia James is on a witch hunt for President Trump 
And yes, the NRA. This trial is supposed to start, I think, on January 8th of Wayne LaPierre. She's on a witch hunt. This is why you don't tiptoe into the courtroom. Stop listening to lawyers. Stop listening to fat cat consultants in D.C. And start listening back to the people who got you to the dance. Start getting back to the business of being who you are. And that is a fighter. And I'm talking about the NRA. They need to do this. So we're going to talk about this today on the program. Of course, it is Stinchfield, the podcast, and it starts right now. Uncensored and unapologetic. This is Stinchfield. Here's your host, Grant Stinchfield. All right, folks. Great to be along with you. It is a pleasure. Um, This may be one of the most important podcasts I have ever done. And the reason being is it is so important for our Second Amendment rights. The NRA is too big to fail. Our membership, and I say ours, I'm a life member of the NRA. I love this organization. Our membership's down to just over 4 million. When I was with them, I guess it was uh, ended in around 2019, 2020, uh, we were up to 5 million members. Free markets tell the story. Membership has started to dwindle because, quite frankly, the NRA isn't impressing members anymore. They're not impressive. Do you remember stuff like this when I was there? This is Charlie Daniels, all right? This is the content we used to produce that put the left on notice. Nobody's messing with us, our members, or the patriots of America. And in every terrorist you enable, listen up. You might have met our fresh-faced flower child president and his weak-kneed Ivy League friends. But you haven't met America. You haven't met the heartland where the people will defend this nation with their bloody, calloused, bare hands. That's what it takes. You haven't met the steel workers and the hard rock miners or the swamp folks in Cajun country who can wrestle a full-grown gator out of the water. You haven't met the farmers, the cowboys, the loggers, and the truck drivers. You don't know the mountain men who live off the land or the brave cops who fight the good fight in the urban war zones. No, you've never met America. And you ought to pray you never do. I'm the National Rifle Association of America. And I'm freedom's safest place. Amen, Charlie Daniels. That's the message I want from the National Rifle Association. You better pray you never meet us. Because we're on a mission to save this country and we ain't backing down. No Letitia James is going to stop us. We are not backing down under the the ruse of Joe Biden taking away our guns. You come pry them from our cold, dead hands. We ain't giving them up. The National Rifle Association needs to get back to that. I wore this shirt for a reason. It was one of my favorite that the National Rifle Association produced. Nothing triggers like truth. I live by it to this day. The training the National Rifle Association gave me over the years, I am so grateful for. They taught me to be unapologetic. The National Rifle Association, its leadership, Wayne LaPierre and others, Angus McQueen, God rest his soul, His son sued me in court 
But Angus McQueen taught me, be unapologetic. Be bold. Embrace the hate. If they hate you, it means your message is getting out there. When was the last time you see Moms Demand Action protesting in front of NRA headquarters? I can't remember. Now, if you're a pansy-ass board member who doesn't want that kind of attention, you might think that's a good thing. I'm going to tell you right now it's a bad thing. You want the haters hating as much as possible. You want the New York Times writing about you all the time. You want the Washington Post writing about you all the time. And it's not happening now. So what can be done to transform the NRA back to the organization that it was? No. Transform the NRA back to the beast that it was. Where politicians trembled in their boots if the NRA had an issue with you. And I mean not Democrats, but I mean Republicans as well. Republicans would tremble if the NRA put their sights on you. Why? Not because of the suits in Washington, the lobbyists, but because of the 5 million members at the time. And there were another 30 million that thought they were members that were driving around with NRA stickers on the back of their trucks. Now the NRA is an afterthought. Remember my buddy Dom Rosso? He used to produce the most unbelievable content for the NRA. Let me say something to every political hack pretending you know an AR-15 from a double-barreled shotgun in the wake of the Orlando terror attack. Stop talking. Every word not only exposes your ignorance, but your utter contempt for ordinary Americans trying to survive in an age of terror you still won't fully recognize. Hillary Clinton says weapons of war have no place on our streets and that we need to ban AR-15s immediately. Unlike Hillary, I've actually used an AR-15, but fully automatic. I was a SEAL for 12 years. Now I train average everyday Americans to protect themselves and their families. And for the vast majority of people I work with, there is no better firearm to defend their homes against realistic threats than an AR-15 semi-automatic. It's easy to learn and easy to use. It's accurate. It's reliable. And I guarantee if the Founding Fathers had known this gun would have been invented, they wouldn't have rewritten the Second Amendment. They would have fortified it in stone. Because they knew the only way for us to stay free was by having whatever guns the bad guys have. This firearm gives average people the advantage they so desperately need and deserve. The NRA is not doing this kind of stuff anymore. That is going to trigger the left. It's all factual, by the way. The AR-15 is the most common firearm in America, rifle that is, for a reason. Because it is effective, it is easy to use, and it is reliable. Those are the reasons why. It's a lightweight gun that I could give to anybody in America with with a quick lesson. I could teach them and show them how to use it, and their house would be one of the safest houses in their neighborhood if they've got that AR-15 nearby if evil comes calling. NRA, listen to me. You've got this trial with Letitia James. Letitia James is an out-of-control tyrant. What she's doing to President Trump is despicable. What she's doing to the NRA is despicable. Let me play a clip from when she made her voice clear about what she really wanted. For years of self-dealing and illegal conduct, filed the lawsuit against the National Rifle Association to dissolve the organization in its entirety. For years of self-dealing and illegal conduct, 
that violate New York's charities law and undermine its own mission. The National Rifle Association, or the NRA, is the largest and most influential pro-gun organization in the nation. Since its founding in 1871. All right, whatever. Yes, 1871, by the way. It used to be the most powerful. I'm not convinced that it is. Gun owners of America has given them a run. They're not as big yet still, but they're giving them a run. And I still believe there's strength in numbers. I don't believe these organizations have to be fighting each other. I believe these organizations ought to be benefiting from each other. Just as Real America's Voice and The Blaze and Breitbart and The Daily Caller all ought to be partnering together. Because we need this fight to be unified against the left. She said it, though, in the beginning of her little speech there when she filed that lawsuit against the NRA. She wanted the NRA dissolved. Well, the NRA is not being dissolved. A court and a judge said, you can't dissolve the NRA. How are you bringing a suit on behalf of the members? That's what Letitia James claims, as if one member of the NRA has any respect for her. We don't. And saying that your justification is to close your organization, to dissolve your organization. That, that's, that's the solution to the problem? No, and the judge realized that. Which she exposed herself. Her true colors was she just wants the NRA destroyed because of its power. Now what's happening is very funny. I mean, there are plenty of critics of the NRA out there. Don't, don't get me wrong. Um, there are critics of the NRA that would love to see Wayne LaPierre go. And, and quite frankly... My issue is not with LaPierre. In many respects, it, it is somewhat with the board. I don't understand who's the one that's issuing the direction to stay silent, to tiptoe around, to not go on cable TV, to not be pushing the fight. You're not going to get members unless they see you out there fighting. Whoever is responsible for keeping us silent, NRA silent, they're the ones I, ha- I really have a beef with. But the critics even sum up this lawsuit in somewhat of a funny way that if Letitia James wins this suit and removes Wayne LaPierre as leader and John Frazier, I believe he's secretary, removes them from their posts and demands that they have to pay back money to the NRA, well, then she may, in some critics' eyes, have made the NRA stronger. You get rid of Wayne LaPierre, who many don't like, and you give them more money. The reality is the NRA will probably find a way to pick up the cost of that uh, from the other four. It's my guess. So it's not going to work. So it's a waste of taxpayer dollars in New York. And really, it's a witch hunt, to say the least. But uh, this is a podcaster I I saw talking about that. He's anti-NRA leadership. I think he's pro-NRA, but anti-NRA leadership practices seeks to oust him from the group after reports of corruption and mismanagement. You know, the big irony here, people, is that's exactly why all the other people have been challenging Wayne LaPierre to get him out because of the political corruption and because of the abuse of power and the misuse of funds. The thing that the gun controllers don't understand is the NRA is under really bad times right now because the membership is abandoning the actual organization because the top is corrupt. The fish stinks from the head down. You get rid of that stinky head, you might actually see the dreaded gun lobby return to prominence even though it's gone other places which we've covered they might do the work for us 
Anyway, let's continue because this. So that is the irony of this lawsuit, Letitia James. She could put money back in the NRA's pockets. But here's the reality. The NRA's problems are now that the left has come after them. In many respects, they're winning. The NRA's not fighting back. They've got lawyers that I believe are financially draining the NRA, draining them. Millions upon millions, I think $70 million is one number I saw that's been spent on these lawsuits. I bet you I could find you lawyers, some of them that would work pro bono, others you'd have to pay, cut that cost in half. Stop listening to lawyers. I tell this to my friends all the time. Lawyers are there to advise you. You are the ultimate decider. Wayne LaPierre, I'm talking to you. NRA board, I'm talking to you. Decide where you want this organization to go. Do you want it back to the place when I worked there, when the media covered us, when they were afraid of us, when Dana Lash was there doing stuff like this? to teach children that their president is another Hitler. See, the media covers what she was talking about. Make them scream racism and sexism and xenophobia and homophobia to smash windows, burn cars, shut down interstates and airports, bully and terrorize the law-abiding. The only way we stop this, the only way we save our country and our freedom is to fight this violence of lies with the clenched fist of truth. I remember when that line was written. And I sat in an office uh, with Angus McQueen, who's dead now, uh, the leader of Ackerman McQueen, which was partners with the NRA for 40-something years, also taking millions of dollars along the way. And Angus McQueen said, what do you think of this line? The clenched fist of truth. Let's listen to it one more time. Freedom is to fight this violence of lies with the clenched fist of truth. I said, it's great. I said, did you write that line? He said, no. Another gentleman in the office did. I said, really? I said, that line is good. Turns out I later found out he did write that line, but he didn't want to take the credit for it. But that line right there, the clenched fist of truth, fight these lies with the clenched fist of truth, is what the NRA was all about. We are not doing that anymore. So please, look, I could help. There are plenty of us out there that would be willing to help. Move the NRA back in a direction where we are taking the battle to them. Right now, the National Rifle Association is on its heels. And it gets back to the idea that the dysfunctional NRA that I worked for was far more powerful than the functional NRA. And that's just the reality of the situation. Members got far more for their money when the NRA was dysfunctional than they do right now when the NRA is pussyfooting around and not doing a damn thing. Why? Because they're afraid of people like Letitia James. They're afraid of people like Merrick Garland and Jack Smith. I don't know. I hope they're not afraid of Moms Demand Action and Alyssa Milano and Joe Biden and all these other anti-gunners. Because we've never been afraid of anything in our lives. 
Remember the commercial that I did? Got so much publicity. Does this look like somebody who's afraid? And drinking as many as 12 Diet Cokes. The Second Amendment is about a militia, and it's the National Rifle Association. We are the press who's under attack. The president is like a child. Certain people shouldn't have guns. But you are basically participating in the biggest. How stupid do you think we are? Bless your heart. Is that afraid? Is that afraid? That's taking the fight. And the moment the NRA gave up the fight was the moment we knew as gun owners we got an even bigger battle ahead of us. Because the NRA had been on the front lines of freedom, not just the Second Amendment rights, but your First Amendment rights, all of them. The NRA stood in the gap unafraid and unapologetic and I don't get that feeling from this organization anymore and again I want to make it clear anybody working at the National Rifle Association now my friends I still have great respect for you I know you can save this I know you can rescue this we have got to get back to the basics nothing triggers like truth Just start triggering the left again. Start getting the media to take notice again. The membership will come back to you because the membership is hungry for leadership. Gun owners who are under attack across America are hungry for a leader to take them on a march forward and wipe out these anti-gunners. Now, the NRA has had some successes. We've got constitutional carry, I think, now in 27 states. By and large, that's due to the NRA. Many of the legislative successes across the country still due to the NRA. But the real fight isn't just fought in state houses and Congress. It's fought over the airwaves and on the pages of websites and podcasts and newspapers. That fight has all but been lost. Don't be afraid anymore. You got nothing to lose right now because I believe, and this is very sad to say, the NRA is slowly dying and it's dying a slow and painful death. And it's painful for me to watch. But man, oh man, I could turn this thing around in a second, in a second, go on a media tour and announce that the NRA is back. It's back in full force and we ain't backing down. That's my message out there right now. Wayne LaPierre, I'll play a clip from you. Remember this? What Cuomo and James don't understand is they can't kill the NRA. They can't. We're not just a concrete building in Washington, D.C., just outside of a city. The NRA and our values, our passions, and our principles, they beat strongly in the hearts of tens of millions of Americans all across this nation. So sorry, Cuomo. Sorry, James. You can no more kill the NRA than you could stop the sun from rising in the east. Well, if that's true, Wayne, then show us. And I know you can because I've watched you in action. I watched this man. I had the personal opportunity to be in 
uh, in the room when horrific mass shootings are unfolding. And the first place the media goes is the NRA to attack us, blame us for all this stuff. And I watched this man come up with responses to what was going on. Las Vegas shooting was one of them. And I watched the NRA's responses as they would dispatch us out to release social media videos and release uh, interviews on, on the cable networks. And like dominoes, the cable networks would fall and just regurgitate NRA talking points. When was the last time you heard a cable network regurgitate an NRA talking point? They didn't even know they were falling for our trap. I watched Wayne LaPierre orchestrate that. We can do that again. Do not give up. Do not give up on the NRA, but it's going to take us to demand action. And uh, when I say action, I mean demand that we actually start fighting again. I don't want to watch this organization die. I think it's too big to fail. I think it's too great of an organization to fail. We'll see what happens uh, come next week in, in New York. Wayne LaPierre could be ousted. I'm sure that would then be appealed if that happens. But this has nothing to do with the organization itself. It has to do with leadership of the organization. It doesn't have to do with the NRA itself. In our minds, Letitia James' mind, she's trying to destroy it. But in our minds, the NRA lives on. It's bigger than executives. The NRA is one thing, the body of membership together. That's where the strength is. Do not forget that. All right, folks. Uh, here's what I want to tell you. Don't forget my website, grantstinchfield.com, grantstinchfield.com. Uh, Stinchfield1776 is where you can find me. And, of course, um, sign up for the email list on my website, grantstinchfield.com. That's important so I can communicate with you. All the podcasts are there. Hit like if you're watching this live right now. Um, on Facebook or Getter or Rumble. Share the video, if you will, too. And um, appreciate all of you. Stinchfield's Army Rolls. We're going to talk more about this on the Real America's Voice show tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time. I hope I see you there. See you, folks.